Okay, welcome back to Noise Avocation Podcast, the weekly show on all things music-related, which I never really say because I'm not a formal radio announcer. Thanks for tuning in. So today we have Jimmy from Top Floor Tapes with us to talk about his tape label, um, you know, how he started it, uh, what got him into tapes, into hardcore music, that sort of thing, kind and of I- a... Just a background on the dude in general, because like we didn't know a whole lot prior to talking. Yeah, this to him. came together super quick, and um, I had a lot not of fun. Just about tapes, it's a whole crazy conversation. Yeah, there's a lot of random tangents that we went off on, but you know that'll happen. That's what podcasts are for for long spoken word format. But I had a lot of fun talking to the guy. Like he's really cool, and seems like you know, even though we just met him, it's one of those things where it seems like it's a dude that you've known your whole life just because all the similarities in personality and music tastes and you know movie tastes and just all of that shit kind of blended together so definitely nice to connect with fucking cool real ass people yeah so uh you can follow his instagram at top floor tapes we will have all of the links for that in the episode description Obviously, this will be plugged throughout the episode a few times, but just, you know, so you can go out and support his stuff. Like, he'll be re-releasing the Annie Up, See You in Hell album back from, I think it came out 2015, 16, somewhere around there. 2015, I believe. 15. I know it was quite a while ago now. or It it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but like shit, like eight, nine years goes by really fucking quick. It's almost 2024. Yeah. So... You know, go check that out. Uh, if you're a fan of Annie Up, definitely go follow them. Great band, great group of guys, and support his label for putting out the, the re-release. So pick those up when they're available. I think he said next week they go up or something like that. And for the Annie Up ones, I believe he said within the next couple of weeks. Next couple of weeks. Continue to follow for all releases because they're super limited, and once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, like, it's a real. it's a quick run of tapes like under under a hundred copies, so very limited. And there's, I believe he said, two different variants per tape, typically. So if you're a tape collector, you're a tape head, you're a Detroit hardcore fan, uh, or you're just a fan of somebody who's putting in the work to support music themselves, like go support the guy and. Follow us on Instagram, obviously, at Noise Avocation. If for some reason you're a listener and you're not following us, definitely go change that. But yeah, you got to, like, hit that whatever thing. It's a follow button. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so unless you have anything else, Jeremy, we're going to jump into the conversation with him, and then we'll get to all that. Since I keep uh, bringing up deaths... Keep in mind, this is going to be like two weeks out. Right. So you're going to cool. say, you're going to say what, Matthew Perry died? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh, <laughs> and I hey, I just wanted to say that uh, I would trade him for Suzanne Summers. I would like to get him back. Yep. I don't know, Matt. He's, Matthew Perry had a nice set of boobs, too. That, I like girl boobs. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. But enjoy anyway, the show. We're, we're going to get into it with Jimmy, so enjoy the interview. Thanks for listening. Jimmy, thanks for taking the time to jump on the show. Uh, we appreciate it, man. It's nice to meet you, talk to you, and get into your uh, Top Floor Tapes label. Absolutely. No, thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys. Uh, yeah, let's do it. So I guess start off by telling us, like, how do you get into, you know, crafting your own label, and specifically tapes for that matter? 
yeah. So uh, I was in a band in like 2010, 2011 uh, called Spring Break. Uh, it was like a mix of hardcore pop punk. You know what I mean? Like that emotional hardcore. Like, you know how like kids call like No Pressure or uh, Koyo hardcore nowadays? Yeah. Uh, it was like similar to that, but in like 2011, I guess. And I love those bands. I'm not like talking trash. I'm just trying to like, you know, everyone's like categorizing right, bands right. in a way. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's but, always uh, going to be a genre snob out there that's like, that's not this. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but then it's like weird because if I was like, oh yeah, we were a hardcore band, and then you listen to us, you'd be like, I don't really know yeah. if he understands, you know, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> but uh, I was in that band and we recorded on uh, like a, I think five or four songs and um, just never did anything with it and broke up shortly after. And for years it kind of just weighed on me and I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying, you know, whatever, but I'm just saying as like a person, like personal projects, uh, I tried really hard to get that band together and then it didn't necessarily come out exactly how we originally wanted it to, but it was still fun and whatever. And it was a group of friends and time capsule, but um I just one day was like, man, I would love to just put that out. It's been, you know, 12, 13, 14 years. And uh, my neighbor actually, uh, he he was like, oh, I work with this guy who makes his own tapes. And I was like, oh, really? And then I started talking to that guy. And then it just kind of got to a runaround where I didn't want to work with that guy. And I just figured out how to do it on my own and uh, whatever. But I was like, I'm going to put out spring breaks demo or whatever and just uh put it out there and i'm not going to put the music online because i don't care i just like if you want to hear it take a chance and listen to it and if you like it awesome if you get one and you want to talk to me about it i would love for you to email me or hit me up online and tell me what you don't like about it what you do like about it anything like that i'm all about conversation but uh i just wanted to do that and so i was figuring out how to put that out and this is like august so like this is just a couple months ago and now my cat's knocking over (laughs) um (laughs) it's all great so like a day after i decided to like work on that and like start putting out like a layout and like work on cover art and like contact all the people in the band that i haven't talked to in a long time and whatever and just make sure they were cool with it and you know whatever um dead hang a band from down here that i'm uh friends with i've been friends with for quite a long time they put up one song and then i quickly listened to it and i was like this is pretty sick i like i like this so i hit them up just to be like yo i like i like the track you guys are dope and uh how many songs do you have and then just randomly like kind of just like organically i was like oh yeah no i'll put that up and like i didn't have an idea of being like a label or anything but i was just like well i'm putting i'm putting out my old band like i don't know it might be fun to put out theirs too just because who knows if they would get around to it or not or at what time frame you know what i mean yep but uh, i'm a big collector of physical media i own tons of movies dvds vhs laser discs records tapes all of it you know like i i physical is very important to me I love having something to look at when Fucking I'm listening a. to a record. You know what I mean? Or, uh, the choir, yeah, just, dude. We're the same way. 
Cool. I figured, you know, you guys are from a record shop, so like I figured you guys are kind of the same mentality. Yeah. Um, but, but it just it yeah. means more, right? Like it just it, it there's something more to it. And also like and it's if yours, a band gets like nobody can take that from you. Like if you're if that album right. gets pulled from Apple Music, Spotify, whatever, you have that shit at your house and that is your copy. Right. It is yours forever, exactly. And like that's also why I really like the whole limited thing with hand numbers and like all that stuff, like which hardcore's been doing forever and I love. And it seems like it went away for a little bit just because of digital. Uh but I could also be wrong and ignorant, but you know. No, it um, totally did because <coughs> hardcore's a fucking you know metal all band, it's not even a hardcore thing. It's like bands starting out, man. Nobody has any fucking money. And, right. and back and then it was easier just to yeah just like to put it out to stream records. it you know so sure like for me i like the i listened to dead hang on fucking spotify and then yeah. when i saw that i could get that tape i was like fuck yeah because i like to support the band as much as i can yeah. because it's hard to nowadays you know and that's another thing it that is. we try to preach too is like buy the physical media support these fucking people you know what i mean absolutely no absolutely and um yeah no i i'm all about it and that's like i i make only a certain amount of tape or i have at least I, i'm not saying i make because i haven't been doing it that long uh but what i'm doing is uh I make very limited numbers and i give the band enough to where they can fund either another project or at least uh make some shirts or something you know like right if they on. sell those tapes like I don't, I, I don't give them money up front. I just give them copies of the tapes and be like, yo, sell your product, keep that money, do your thing, That's you know, keep it going. And, fucking I, thing, dude. and I'm also like, it's not like, uh, I'm not like, a, I'm just putting out releases. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm not signing anybody. I'm not trying to like, right. be like for three years, you got to deal with me. No, it's like if anything, I just want to put the band out there and get it out there and, and spread the love of Detroit hardcore, Michigan hardcore because I think we as a community have something special and uh, Fucking a. sometimes get licked over. We get looked over sometimes. And I mean, you know, there's bigger bands doing it right now and that's awesome. And I like shout out Never Ending Game. You know, D Block is the best band in the world. <laughs> Cold as light, all this stuff. You know, we have all these Detroit bands doing it big right now yeah, and uh, more coming, awesome. you know. Never yeah. Ending Game so, like, fucking, I, when, I, when I saw them at uh, the Coldest Life show, I had two of their. I already had their records, right? And I listened to okay. them here and there. But and this same thing can be said for Mind Force. And then when they played Absolutely. live, I was like, "Holy fuck!" You know what I mean? Just fucking blew yeah. me away. Mind Force live is insane. Is an experience. Yeah, I'm fucking. Yeah, I want to do that like every week. <laughs> right. Uh, no, but just uh, back on the tape thing. Tapes are cheap. Right. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't have money. I don't, uh, you know, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I, uh, you know, I'm late on most things on bills and stuff, but like at the same time, like I look at the money I was spending on movies or like whatever, right. you know what I mean? Just like my, my expense, like just fun time money. Uh, I call them fun tickets, but, uh, they, uh, I, like I just that. looked at it and I just, I was just thinking like, cool. So what I eat ramen for two weeks, like okay you know and then like but i get to do something cool and yeah, like, like put, put out, out a record yeah right that's awesome. you know like so i just started doing that and uh i really just like originally it was just gonna be you know spring break and then dead hang and then 
I was just like, I don't know, why not? You know, I yeah. hit up a friend. He made he made a logo and uh, uh, shout out Mark. I think at you dirty bird. He did. Uh, he's done a couple of logos. He did, I think he did a logo for Under the Knife recently. It's like a graffiti tag kind of name thing. But um, yeah, so I just figured why not? And I've been friends with Annie up for a long time. Over the years, like they've been a band for like 20, oh, 18, 19, 20 years, something like that. And uh, they've been on and off, you know what I mean? Yep. And uh, it's it seems like I think they're going to be, I don't want to like give anything away, but I think they're going to be recording soon, which is cool. Uh, but I just wanted to put out that full length from 2015, The See You in Hell, because uh, it was a cool full length. It was a big part of uh, my life uh, around that time. And uh, they're homies. Like I've been great friends with critter and matt from any up forever and uh i couldn't i couldn't talk about hardcore if i didn't talk about any up because of the experiences that i had with them right oh that title track on that album too see you in hell the song it's fucking shit it's oh it's heavy fuck dude i love it yeah i love the yeah, yeah, yeah. In that song. It's, it's fucking heavy dude. it's just mean because like if you listen to the lyrics like without knowing the backstory of what that song's about you know, it's still mean, and it's like, right. damn, this guy's hunting someone angry. You know, he's angry. He's going to hunt this dude down and kill him for some reason. You know, and uh, I don't think I'm putting anything out there that's out of, you know, out of school or whatever. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, that that song is about Critter's mom getting into an accident, and the guy was a hit and run. He took off. Damn. And so that song. I never Yeah, that. that song is about uh, him trying to find the guy who injured his mom. Fucking ah. goddamn drunk drivers, man. That sets way more right. context for the song. Though. Now it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you knew. Right. Yeah, like so you like, just said, you knew he was fucking pissed about something. You just didn't know exactly what it was. Right. No. And so, like, just like that song is so important, and like, fucking a, dude. Uh, it's just heavy. You know, it's just heavy, and it's angry, and it's just it's a great song when you're angry to listen to. You know, you'd be like, yes, I know sir. how this. You could channel his energy. You know. Yep. Dance around in your fucking living room and shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He's the positive, uh, negative release. Yeah. I've never met him. Like I've talked to him a couple times on Instagram, but he runs a clothing label too, doesn't he? Uh yeah, thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. They just uh, I they just f- did um a Halloween shirt. Uh, Frank every, every year he does a Halloween shirt, and I think this year he did a Frankenstein one. Yeah, I got a couple of the shirts from like a few years ago. And then, cool. like, I've talked with Matt here and there a couple times just through, like, acquaintances and stuff. But I've never – if I did meet him in person, it was brief, and I don't really remember. It sure. might have been at a show or something. Uh, reach out to them. Try to get them on because I think uh, I think they'd be really interesting to talk to because, uh, you know, just being around for, you know, two decades almost, uh, Matt used to put on a lot of shows out in Port Huron and is really responsible for starting – you know, I – this could be hyperbole, but like, you know, in my opinion, you know, starting that scene out in Port Huron and uh, getting kids to go to shows at a VFW hall, shout out the Nora Grotto. Uh, that's a place they used to play. I think it's a U-Haul place now, but um, yeah, no, I would talk to those guys cause uh, they got a lot of history and uh, they're good dudes. That's what's up. Put in a good word for us. Tell them to call us. <laughs> we try to. No, I will. We try to mix up our hardcore interviews so we don't get lumped into a hardcore only podcast. 
so like I, I, mean, I mean, but your like logo is negative approach, right? I know. That's why I'm like, we really got to tread lightly because, and you're actually the first person to like point that out. I know other people knew, but nobody's yeah, like no, you're the first person to be like, oh yeah, negative approach. Like how? And I'm kind of like, I yeah. wonder why nobody else has fucking yeah. stolen that yet. And we love hardcore right. and all, but it's just we listen to everything. So like interview no, and so do show I. Yeah, wise, yeah, like we. We try to get a little of this, a little bit of that, and like you know, Terror Zone's doing his thing with Detroit hardcore, and we try not to like. Yeah, step shout on, out Rob. That's a that's a good friend of mine. We try not to step on his toes or right. anything, and like you know, we don't we don't want to get lumped into one category. But I am open sure, to sure. interviewing. Like you guys ever, uh, you guys ever check out uh, Detroit Head Check, DHC podcast? Yeah, um, Illmatic yeah, was on there cool like too. a while back. I just want to shout them out. Right on. Yeah. Well, that's like another uh, thing is like that's my background. So okay. And that's like, when did I you guess, guys start going to shows? Like what? Like hardcore and punk, I guess. When I was uh, so me 15, it would have been like, maybe fourteen. Like very late nineties, early two thousands. Cool. Like ninety nine cool. to like yeah. two thousand three, four, five. Had a kid, you know, okay. and then I go once in a here and there, and then yeah. Yeah. Now, was there a scene out in Alpena? Fuck like, yeah, uh, Back then? Yeah, pretty good I'm one. I'm unfamiliar. I, oh, um, sick. I, I actually, last night, I just got, like, a stack of videotapes from an old homeboy of all like, old shows, and um, I got to go through those when we get done here. But one of them is in um, yeah, BFW Hall, basically. It's a township uh-huh. hall that um, Walls of Jericho played at. Before they even uh, released, one of the best bands. before they even released anything, <laughs> and uh, yeah, with like another awesome. one of our bands, and I so I'm gonna watch that when I get out of here. Yeah, yeah. no, that's eight. awesome. And if you could dub that tape for oh, me, yeah. that would be amazing. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm working on some shit, dude, for sure. I'll let you know. Hell yeah, hey, no, yeah, definitely. Here. Or at least upload it for the yeah. for the masses, you know, like for the community. I'm trying to the think culture. of who did Earthmover <clears throat> played here at one point. No. no? Yeah, Hate Inc. played here. I thought they played Presqueel. That's right. Or was it Poison Tongues, maybe? I don't remember. Oh, Poison Tongues did play here, but they played right here at the theater. Okay. Hell yeah. Dude, shout out Poison Tongues. Good people. I would say the biggest hardcore act, though, like that I can think of was 25 to Life. Whether, however you feel about Rick to Life doesn't, like, I'm just, either way. No, the record speaks for itself. played in a goddamn, like, middle of nowhere dude like even the middle of nowhere to us you know, you know? Yeah, we are in the middle of we nowhere. are in the middle of nowhere but, so it was That's you know funny. but now like you're pretty much talking to like i don't know half the scene <laughs> like okay. i mean it's it, it is what I, it is. a lot of people moved away sure. to get to right. other places yeah, know. or you know went for other jobs or whatever but i don't we had kids young well, it so, happens like, we got I guess I don't want to say stuck here. Like you make the best of a situation. Right, but... right, right, right. No, I get that. But yeah, um, so now you know where we're coming from. Absolutely. So no, that's awesome. I uh, I started going to shows in like uh, I want to say it was like 2002, something like that. Oh, right. 2001, on. late 2001, 2002. I found out about hardcore through uh, a couple different ways. Uh, neighbor down the street, his older brother's friend always wore earth crisis hoodies and like uh the satisfaction hate breed hoodie um you know and so like i found out through about those bands uh and found out like what straight edge was or anything i'm not straight edge or anything but like just finding out what that is and everything and then uh 
you know, locally, uh, I was at school, I think I was in eighth grade and I saw a kid with a for dire life sake patch and I had no idea what it said. And I was like, what does that say? Yeah. And he was like, for dire life's sake. And I go, what does that mean? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> He's just like, but they're really good. Yeah. And I was like, cool. And, uh, you know, real quickly, I think I searched them on like mp3.com or something like that, uh-huh. you know? And, uh, I, f- I found for dire life's sake. They had the, I think just the demo out at that time or the EP or whatever, the four song EP, maybe the full length they might have had the full length out i can't remember but i saw them and i went and saw them at a vfw hall in clawson michigan and uh it was the first time i've ever gone to like a local yeah you know show or whatever and so like i had no idea what to expect my mom dropped me off it was great Fuck um, yeah, dude. but like right and uh i remember walking up and like the vfw was packed they were turning people away at the door saying it was sold out like it was crazy like just like the juxtaposition of like shows growing up to like yeah. shows now, which could be a whole different conversation. Cause I, I blame the internet and, but whatever. We could do a part two just on but... that, dude. I'm fucking, that's another <laughs> thing we can totally talk about. Absolutely, man. I would love to. Fucking damn. Um, going down some holes, dude. Yeah, absolutely. But oh, like yeah. that show, like it was like boys night out. And like, it was like, I grew up going to like pop punk emo show. They were all like mixed bag shows. Like you could go, and like for our life's sake would be like the headliner on the show or whatever. But then like you'd have these really good punk bands or pop punk bands or like ska core bands like uh yeah, yeah, and it was it was great because yeah. like it gave you time to interact with everybody else. So like, you know, you'd be watching a band, be like, This band's sick, and then you check out a couple songs by the next band, you'd be like, Ah, oh, this one's not really for me. Right. Walk outside, you see a bunch of friends, you meet people and meet like minded people. And then, you know, cause sometimes like, especially with like that cold as life show, it's like, I got 15 minutes that I can talk to some people I haven't seen in years, but then I got to go because I want to check out this band. You know, right. I haven't seen, right. you know, death threat in since 2004. It's like, I want to go see them. So like, it's this weird thing, but, uh, I don't know. I miss I miss shows with mixed bags. Like I miss like seeing ska bands playing with hardcore bands. Uh, or like stuff like that. You well, know? that's how it used to be around here simply because of there's, you know, you can't have a hardcore scene, a punk rock scene, a ska, like you can't have all these separate things in a town with fucking 10,000 people, you know what I mean? So right. No, you just have to it was throw cool. everybody in. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool thinking about it now like how that was. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's so cool to me because like the exposure alone, you know, like uh you you go because your buddy's in a uh you know a, a cover band or something like that and he's like oh yeah i know some kids asked me to play a show at a vfw hall and then you go and you go see your friend's band but then all of a sudden the band before them rips and then the band after them rips and you're like all of a sudden now you've got more fans you've got more you know yes sir and it's still this still the same but it's different i don't know no, sorry I, yeah, I go no, off on tangents sometimes it's all good but there's definitely um, without saying any more, there's a line, and it's where the internet is starts, and all the happiness ends, you know. Yeah, but yeah, back, let's let, back know. to I... the uh, your tape business. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Sorry, cool. Dude. No, you're all good. <laughs> I'm just uh, yeah. So tapes in general, like that's yeah, they're blowing up. Yeah, I was gonna say they're no, they are they are blowing popularity up. Popularity um, right now. I've been seeing them kind of all over, and like. There's a good mixture 
of like the DIY ethic, which I love. I love a good DIY ethic of do it all yourself and people are doing that. And then there are other people going the professional route of having a professional manufacturer. Um, and I like that a lot too. So you do everything just, DIY then, yeah? No, I don't actually. Okay. I, I, I do go professional. I go through a manufacturer, but uh, I add a couple extra things. Like I add like a little insert and stuff. So like it won't come sealed. But yeah, I don't know. I like, cause I guess when I thought of a label, like, oh, I'm starting a label and like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like, I was just like, I wanted it to look good and I wanted to do the bands right. right. You know, like, and I'm not saying that the DIY is not doing their bands correctly or whatever or anything like that. But in my opinion, like how I wanted to do my release was I wanted to look as clean as possible and professional as possible. And then I wanted to give the band their copies to sell and be like, I hope you're proud. You know, like, I hope right. like this is like, I did good. <laughs> like, you know, what's the typical turnaround on manufacturing on tapes? For tapes? Uh, it's roughly a month. Oh shit. That's so much faster. Yeah. Like, it's re- roughly records... a month. Yeah. Especially cause if you're talking about vinyl, cause like right now, what are they quoting? Like nine months, something like that. Yeah. It's, um, it, like I hear different things from different people. I think it depends on who you're having press your stuff and what is being done, how many, et cetera, obviously. But it's anywhere from like five to nine months to, in some cases, a year. Yeah. And yeah. the price and... is like astronomically different. Um, and I don't know Which if you have to crazy have... to think that the prices are so astronomical, like how it f- like fluctuated and went back and forth because like... Yeah. I was looking through like uh, I have an old catalog for uh, psychopathic records, um, ICP stuff. But yeah, I was yeah, looking yeah. through that, and uh, it was like ninety four or something like that. And like they're talking about selling the twelve inch vinyl for like eight bucks, mm-hmm. and then like but the tape is ten and the CD's ten, and like stuff like and it's just like crazy to me. Yeah, that was like when they like, had a uh, like Dayton family and shit on there, uh, and actually, I yeah. think they still are on there because I know like Esham is. Yeah, shout out Esham, Eastside hoes of money. <laughs> Dayton family, love Dayton family, Flint. It's yeah, awesome. It was uh, also, like... if you're ever in Flint, check out Jack's Record Stash, my boy Jerry's Record Shop. It's a great shop. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard of that place. I've never been there. Um, I have a, yeah. actually haven't gone record shopping in Flint. The only store trying to think of a store near there that i've been it's usually like i'll be hitting like grand rapids like vertigo and kalamazoo satellite, great, yeah. satellite records there i know the guy pretty well and then you know stores cool. in detroit and whatnot and here and in between there but it, i guess i never really get to flint too often just because sure. i don't have any reason to go there at the moment aside from like the occasional machine shop trip right right i haven't been to a machine shop in years yeah it's been a while for me too but yeah, it is crazy to see because like for a while, like, uh, you know, like if you think like fat records, like they were pressing up seven inches and 12 inches and selling the stuff like 15 to $20, mm-hmm. you know, $5 for a seven inch. And like it was right. a quick turnaround. Um, you didn't have like, you know, a lot of places will be like, well, if you're pressing up a record, you got to do a minimum of 600 of these or a thousand of these sure. or, you know there's always some minimum through the company based on what company it is but the popularity drove the demand for the price up too because as the price or as the popularity goes up the 
price like they can just pretty much charge whatever they want because they're like well we know people are going to want to get it done so how badly do you want to get it done no absolutely and then you like throw in like the pandemic and everything like that that and it just a whole wrench in everything that was that screwed up a lot of stuff especially for shipping like when you know you couldn't ship uh across seas for anything and then when you could it was like you know 40 dollars to ship a record to germany or something yeah just something insane i don't know it's just like it's crazy like the influx of money like that happens but like i mean i guess that's i think that helped inflation the, right <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and also to a degree like companies being greedy i think too because I mean, really, do you need to charge the amount that you're charging or are you just doing it because you can? It's a great point. Uh, It's a great point. But I think that helped drive the popularity of tapes because tapes are quicker turnaround. You can press lower quantities. um, They're cheaper to obtain, to manufacture, et cetera. Sure. And there's a there's definitely a niche for them because at the store, like we sell tapes, we have different racks of, you know, Slayer awesome. tapes, metal tapes, like a few hip hop okay. things, like anything tape wise we can find. But it's always like nine out of ten times it's a younger kid buying it. That's and that's cool too, um, because you know I I guess I quoted to like when I was younger and like what the hell's an eight track? You know I never had an eight track player or anything like that. But like if I went to a record store and saw an eight track and then picked it up and bought it, I guess that'd be the same thing right i guess like for a younger kid yeah pretty much um it's just uh i think it's cool when you see a younger generation get into i mean just being a fan of physical media just the old stuff you know the way that i think it should be on physical media but yeah i agree and it's like whether they're buying cds records tapes whatever like eight tracks we don't really just, sell shit for we do have them yeah, no no i don't people I, do not buy them it's like i think it's yeah no why would you i don't know <laughs> because there are certain things that are only on eight tracks. yeah i know but they're just okay i mean i have an eight track okay. player yeah. but i mean it's to- it's stored i don't even have it hooked up a lot of times it's old car guys that buy them that yeah. are like oh i got a oh old, yeah an old no, that makes sense that yeah. still has the eight track player or they do car shows and they want eight tracks to sit on their seat or whatever we get a lot like not a lot of it but we do come across it when i bought my stereo like i got a like a house stereo for the first time in like 2005 and when i asked i'm like yo where's the tape deck the dude i remember this they looked at me like what why would you want a tape deck (laughs) and i I got a, a like straight up brand new sony like for like 50 bucks at the time yeah just were like okay here you go we found one buried under some shit you know and now i'm like take it you nerd get yeah. out of here now i'm like fuck yeah dude. they're like you're gonna throw it out in a week right and i don't have like a shit ton of cassettes you know but i like the um, options there yeah and i like getting these ones like this you know right right no um I like the aesthetic of tapes and like tapes aren't my favorite. Like I'm a vinyl guy. Like I like vinyl. I like records and stuff. Like I, I buy more records than I do tapes, but like sometimes like I'm, like I said, I'm broke. So like sometimes like it's the cheapest thing I can get to support the band. Yeah. yeah, And then at the same, at the same time, like, I don't know. I like the feeling of the cassette in the hand. It's palm size. You get the little artwork. Like, yeah, the J card uh, folds out and everything. All of it. Yeah. I love 
I love the aesthetic of it. But then again, I could say the same thing about seven inches or twelve inches. Like I love the aesthetic. I yeah, love yeah, physical yeah, yeah. media. But and they so all have that, like that's... a different aesthetic to them. Like when you're holding a CD, you're like, oh, this is cool. You know, it's got this. Like I, sure. we, me and Jeremy, like we pretty much. If that's the only way we can get it, that's the only way we can get yep. it. Like, I'll take it, tape, sure. CD, record, whatever. Um, but each exactly. one has its own like particular feel, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. And then like going through like with the manufacturer, like when I started doing it, like there were so many options. I was like, what do you, I just want to tape, you know, like I didn't realize <laughs> there's so many different things that you can do, different cases, different, all of it. And so, I don't know, it's a big learning experience for me. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say I know what I'm doing. Uh, that's why I, I also like, highly encourage like anyone who gets a tape from me or uh from the bands that i've put out like uh any comments concerns uh you know suggestions or constructive criticism like just send it my way i'm I'm all about it because i just want to get better and and do the best i can for the bands i put out have you so i haven't really seen any of your tapes um have you done like colored tapes or uh, like I i know you can print like images and shit on tapes like now now like i have a few that have skulls on yeah. that the the little holes <clears throat> are the eyes and stuff and I've that's super cool, cool. i would like to see cool that. yeah yeah no uh so like for the dead hang tape for every release i'm doing i'm doing two different colors and then uh two different cover arts so like there'll be the main cover art and then there'll be a variant uh that's limited to however many numbers me and the band come up on but uh yeah, I think the dead hang was black and uh, green, and then uh, spring breaks orange and purple. And I only did purple because I wanted to be like Raekwon and do the purple tape. Hell yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's not the same color yeah, purple. Man, you, still, you I just fit right in our fucking cool. shit, dude. It's the most iconic I tape of all time, I would say. It is the most iconic yes, tape sir. of all time, and it's, uh, you know, it's not. It's a. It's a. The one I went with is like a solid shell. I, I believe the Raekwon tape was. The translucent yeah, purple. Yeah. I, I, have a, I have a sticker but, of the tape. That's rad, that's dude. Funny, I love that. <laughs> fucking sticker of the tape. Yeah, and then just whatever. Uh, I think Annie Up. I think uh, I just released the cover arts last night for the Annie Up that should be here in a couple weeks. Um, but I think they're going to be yellow tapes and then like a brick red tape to kind of match the cover arts. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Luck Runs Out, a uh, band from Grand Rapids. They just put out a demo three song demo last week i believe it was uh putting that out that should be here in a couple weeks uh, i believe that's going to be uh like a dirty white magnolia tape and then the other one is going to be a split tape one side's black one side's white nice yeah, yeah I'll, I'll probably uh i'll probably grab a couple one of each of those i'm sure well, I appreciate it. I'm not holding you to it, and I don't. I don't feel any type of way if you don't. But if you do, I, I truly appreciate it. Oh, I will, man. I'm fucking. I'm a sucker for just like you. We're suckers for yeah. physical media, dude. I love it, and yeah, maybe I can. Uh, maybe on a couple of future releases, I can set a couple aside and send you guys some to sell at your shop, maybe or something. You guys can That'd just be keep fucking the money rad. from. Them. Yeah, for sure. We yeah. can definitely work that out. What's the largest run of tapes that you've done so far for a band? Uh, I know it, they're all like, under a hundred so far. Okay, that's what I thought. I, yeah, I know it's nothing over a hundred. All runs. Yeah, I think uh, I think Dead Hang. I messed up the the numbering and ordered. I, I actually got more than what is said. 
by like eight, I think. So like, I think it said 55 was the number. So it was like one was limited to 30 and then the other one was limited to 25. Mm-hmm. I think I had like eight extra ones that I kind of like I gave to the band and then like my friend, but um, spring break is only 50. There's 20 and 30. Annie up, I think is 75. I think it's 25 and 50. And then luck runs out. I think are going to be like 70 tapes. Okay. And then my my next release, I'm working with a new Detroit band. That's all I can say currently. But uh, I think it'll be a little more. But I, that, I'm really excited for that, and I wish I could talk more about it, but I can't. I so. got you. Oh, that's fine. Uh, do you ever add, like, OBI strips or anything to your tapes or stuff like that? Because I, I know there's a, I whole, want to. there's a whole collection <laughs> market for that alone. Yeah. Uh, the OB strips are sick. Like, I, I do a lot of... Uh, I, I collect laser discs a lot and uh okay. I have like people come in my apartment and they'll be like, Man, that's a lot of records. I'm like, that's actually all movies. Like uh, <laughs> yeah. sorry, but uh but I have a lot of OB strips from like Japanese releases and stuff like that because yeah. laser discs didn't have the region coding that like DVDs and stuff oh, have. Oh right on. So you can buy them from anywhere and, and like it's just on you. It's on you to do your research if it's dubbed or not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like or subtitled or whatever. Cause like I've definitely gotten some like old horror stuff like from dario argento like Uh he did a tv show i don't know if you guys are familiar but whatever but uh he did a tv show in the 70s in italy and uh, i have a laserdisc version of it but there's no subtitles and it's all in italian and it's cool to just throw on but like i'm like "Eh, you can't kind of want to know what's going on yeah Yeah. (laughs) what about strips are cool man i would love to do it and i are they obi i've always just called them obi i call them ob too to be honest i'm not sure i've always just said obi but i know people call them ob strips i've I've heard obi strips yeah i've just always said obi it could be yeah. we could all be wrong and it could be something totally different the oh my absolutely be, you're right the oh my be silent yeah. i don't know uh, uh but got... no to to answer the question i i answer all my questions very long but uh to, um to answer the question i would love to i haven't yet i've seen the option i just haven't been able to fit it into my budget at the i was moment, gonna say like that's I probably said, a mark it's kind of broke yeah no there is a yeah. I like I collect um there's a company out of Detroit called Bars Over BS. He, Ty Ferris, he's a rapper out of Detroit and a friend of mine. Sweet. And uh he I'll does he does a lot of different variants of tapes. Uh like he'll do really small runs of gold tapes where he only does like 10 of them and love that. He'll have uh you know different OBI strips and he does the same with records and he's always trying to like push the bar into new and undiscovered things like he'll do glow in the dark stuff and like try you know he just kind of trial and errors things like as they come up i'll like like, go ahead he should no i just he should that's that excites me as a physical media collector like that stuff excites me yeah and i know we're we're a dying breed but that that excites me i have a i I have a question just about uh your springtime So spring break yeah that's or spring break i'm sorry yeah is that uh yeah that's all sold out isn't it no actually it's uh not. so it got held up at the manufacturer because like i said it's a learning experience oh, so like okay. it was the first one because yeah, it was the okay. first one that i did it comes uh i should be getting them i think i got the shipping notice i should be getting them in on halloween gotcha um so they'll go up next week but uh yeah i uh I didn't know what I was doing and I sent them all the wrong files. I sent, you know, all this stuff, you know, I'll be completely transparent. I was just dumb. And so, uh, working with them and then I'm learning my mistakes. I was able to get the dead hanging tape out way sooner. 
Gotcha. I was wondering because so. I'm like, well, how did I already miss the fucking first one? I've gotten that question a few times, uh, and that's kind of why I threw up, like, on my Instagram, uh, Toffler Tapes, there was, like, a little update thing where I tried to, like, be a little transparent and be like, look, it's on its way, like, this is on its way, this is at the manufacturer, like, they're coming. I think that that's uh, happened, like, delays and stuff are more common now, so people are a lot more understanding about it, it seems, like, because I remember for a while it was, like, you would get a release and especially like underground hip hop, like that stuff sells out so fast and you got to be like right there so fast. on the market. Like as soon as it drops, buying the shit, otherwise you're screwed. And then it's quadruple mm-hmm. the price, but yeah. Yeah. Cause then you know, you go on discogs and it's yeah. Four yeah, times it's price, astronomical, yeah. but there would be a lot of times that it would be like, okay, these are pre-orders. They're shipping in November, but then like, especially during the pandemic, it would get delayed and it'd be like, okay, now they're not until February. And like, there would be like an outrage over it for a while. But I feel like now, like as it becomes more commonplace, which unfortunately it becomes more common, you know, I wish it wasn't, but I guess people are more understanding about the issues because maybe they're more familiar with how the process works by this point. Like it's a lot of times out of your control completely out of it yeah absolutely it's you're just sitting there waiting waiting on emails to be answered or anything you know another thing another number in line if you don't pre-order if they're like it's going up for pre-order and you don't pre-order it you're done like it's just yeah it's like they get you man especially with small yeah yeah it's like if you don't do it that's kind of one of the things where i was like i was like god do i put up a pre-order or not and then i you know, because I just started, like I said, in August. Yeah. But so, like, I was kind of like, I don't know. I'll just wait till I get them because I don't know how long it's going to be. And I know how frustrating it can be where you're like, hey, and I didn't want to constantly have to be like, it's coming, it's coming, right. it's coming. People I like, don't hey, know man, when, but shit? it's coming. Yeah. Right. No, I, so I'd I rather like just kind of. Yeah. No, I would 100% prefer not to pre-order exactly. it because, like, I'm impatient. When I want something, I'm like, dude, I can't I wait for it. that shit. Yeah. I'm like, I want it shipped now. Like, you know, right. Dom from 8389 did all the Cold as Life stuff, and, like, he does an excellent job, but it's always a pre-order. Excellent and job. That's just how it has to be, you know? I'm not trying to say anything against him, but... December 15th. You're just like, you're just like man, I want that fucking thing now. Yeah. December 15th was the last notice I I was... Those, uh, Are you talking about declination? Yeah. The declination redo? Yeah, I ordered that too. Yeah, I got that message. It's it is one of those things where you're like, man, I now have to wait six months. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> it's just, it's At like, least uh, it's only like three months or so. Like, it, you know, some people. I've seen places that put out a pre-order and it's like nine months in advance. Like this thing hasn't even gone into production and you're already raking in the cash for it. Like a lot of people I know now will, they're like, okay, I got it shipped to me. It's on the way. Now I'll set up the pre-order or like they get the final, the test press in or whatever. And then, then they set it up, which seems to shorten it up by like three, four months, which I appreciate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I've been knocking around the idea of doing the same thing where it's just like, once I get the shipment uh, email and whatever, uh, put, putting up a pre-order or something. But at the same time, now we're talking about a couple days to where it's just like, I might as well wait. Yeah. And just once I get them, cause then like there's other stuff I have to like, you know, I print up my insert and like do whatever. And I still work a full-time job. So like, I don't know, like I could say I'm going to get it done tomorrow, <laughs> but I don't know if I'm going to get it done tomorrow. Cause 
work might need me to stay late or, you right, know, whatever yeah. it is. And I can't make it to, to the print shop or There's whatever no it is. There's no point in making promises that you don't know if you can keep. Absolutely not. And like, uh, I'm just trying to be not frustrating to anyone that wants one. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Especially when you're starting. So I try off. to, I, I try to, I try to do the turnarounds of shipping it as fast as possible. You know, if I can. And, uh, I don't know. I just, I want everyone to be happy, whether it's, you know, like they like the tapes or they don't, but whatever. I don't know. How did, is there a story <laughs> about how you came up with the name Top Floor Tapes, or is that just something that popped in your head that you like? Uh, so. And the logo I, is uh, fucking tight. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah I like thanks. the logo. Um, thank you. No, I appreciate it. Um, so Top Floor Tapes, uh, I live on the top floor of my apartment. It's that simple. Uh, um, okay. But like it, it actually it stemmed from like when I first moved in. I live in a building called the Waldorf, which sounds fancy, uh-huh. right? It's not really a fancy building at all, but it's called the Waldorf, and I live on the top floor. So I used to just tell people, you know, top floor at the Waldorf, you know, because yeah, it dude. sounds like some G fucking Tang, you know, whatever shit, you know. Man, I think like a, my Wi-Fi. I think thing a Waldorf is the penthouse salad. Suite. Have you ever had a Waldorf, you think a Waldorf, Waldorf salad? salad. Oh, Waldorf salad. <laughs> that, that's, that's good. That's, that's what I thought that's of, great. and that shit's gross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's great. I was so mad the first time I had that because I hate mayonnaise, and I love yeah, fruit. So, like, I had that because I'm thinking it's Greek yogurt. I'm like, who the fuck would put mayonnaise on Sounds like fruit? some white people food and I, sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, got, I, put like, I put a grape in my mouth and spit it out immediately. <laughs> I was, like, insulted. I'm like, what in the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's, that's actually hilarious. To... You're the first person to bring up a Waldorf salad. I didn't mean to cut that, that up. Up. That's fucking just, awesome. When you said Waldorf, no, I was like, Waldorf oh. salad. Yeah. I was like, I remember that immediately. Sweet. Well, I'm glad it... I put a sour taste in your you mouth. You did. It brought uh, a taste um... <laughs> back to my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, but uh, it just started like that. Top floor at the Waldorf, whatever. And then when I was just trying to come up with a name to do the label, just because whatever. Uh, I was just like, yeah, top floor. I thought top floor would be cool, just like doing top floor by itself. Yeah. yeah. And then it was going to be like top floor records. But then I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get around to that. You know, I want to. I would love to eventually put out vinyl and whatnot. But uh, at the moment, it's not in my budget. So well, what will be cool is like, you know, when you're uh, making bank and you put out records under top floor <laughs> tapes, it's going to like, I think it's cool. It, the name would still Thanks. work though. Oh yeah, tapes definitely. Could apply to Absolutely. master tapes. Yep. Right. Yeah. No, thank you guys very much. Um, and then the logo is just, uh, you know, with it stemming from just me and my friends and my neighbors joking around top floor at the Waldorf. Like I was like, well, the logo has to be the building that I live in. Yeah, yeah. So I, I messaged my buddy Mark, who does really good drawings and stuff, and uh, yeah, he. Uh, cooked it up for me and I, I loved it and thought it was cool and so. that was at your dirty bird yeah you dirty bird it's i think it's like y-o-u-u and then dirty bird right. on instagram he uh i don't think he like publicly puts it out there that he'll do it but if you hit him up you know maybe drop my name he'll oh like, just, he said maybe you do this given, he'll do some stuff given all the necessary people the necessary shout out well i appreciate you no thank you so much uh i'm a i'm a big uh believer and shouting out everybody but um 
Yeah, no, I don't know, man. Tapes are cool. I like tapes. I want to keep doing it. I want to, like, I'm not making money off of it. Like, it's not that lucrative. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's like a labor of I love just, type uh, of thing. It's a labor of love. That's all it is. Is like, I've been going to shows for, you know, 20 years plus, And, uh, I just, um, I wanted to give back to a community yeah. that yep. gave me so many memories and so many like friends and family at this point that, uh, I didn't know how, and, uh, I wasn't, it didn't really look in the cards to like start a band or anything, but, uh, Everyone's got to play their part, right? There's got to be someone that puts it out. There's got to be people that make it. There's got to be oh, people yeah, that book dude. shows and okay. you know everything. Yeah. So like, I just thought maybe I could help out and do this, you know. And shout out like all the other labels from Michigan, uh, you know, like Setterwind, Cold Fade, um, Magic Club. Like, there's a bunch of little tiny labels that are fucking awesome. So and I'm not calling them tiny. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah labels, independent yeah. labels, yeah. But uh, I love it. Over and out is. Uh, with, uh, I, I don't even know how I how I got this far without bringing up Brendan and Over and Out Records. But Over and Out Recordings is top shit. I love oh, I yeah, love Brendan dude. and they're good good people. They put out um, some good shit like, uh, well, you know, Let It Die and fucking yeah, it's all gone yep. to hell and some remembering. Uh, the, I, I think I it's like, all gone to hell. I believe uh, was uh, my friend Brian Bem put out it's all gone to hell he just did it because oh, he you're grew right. up with it and it wanted to do it yeah you're right um but no shout out no i'm glad you brought that up because shout out brian because brian is a great dude and uh the fact that he just did that out of the love of his heart and didn't want you know f- for this reason exactly where you thought maybe it was over and out putting that record out like he didn't want the recognition or anything oh. for it he just wanted to put it out you know and i i love that i i think that's amazing and brian bound is one of the nicest people ever if you ever have a chance to talk to him talk to him no he's a stand-up guy the uh when i ordered it a quick story i ordered it he was moving i hit him up he's like i sent it out or whatever i hit him up like five weeks later and he was like it got all fucked up and i'm like well i bought one at a show and uh i would show it like walls of jericho show um okay. and messaged him and he was like oh cool and just gave me my money back like within seconds you know and i was like that's "That's dope dude but i didn't want to miss out on like not getting one so i was like well what do i got to lose 20 bucks you know right right totally fucking no and that record rips like that's a that's an excellent detroit hardcore record it's all gone to hell war journals if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about Speaking of losing 20 bucks, did Suffer No Fools ever ship your... Fuck no, <laughs> man. I'm still waiting on that cassette tape. Dude, okay, now I've remembered. I, I meant to bring this up. I listened to you guys, the interview with Suffer No Fools, and because uh, I love Suffer No Fools. Oh, right band. on. And uh, I, I heard the story about you ordering a tape off Bandcamp. Yeah. Right? That, yep. that, that's the story? Like yep. you ordered it off Bandcamp, and then like they were out of tapes, and they just forgot to take it down or yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, okay. I found one laying around. I'll send it to you. End of story. Oh, man. <laughs> he hasn't, he hasn't uh, that, yeah. And the story continues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the next day, I went on their band camp, and I tried to order one. Because I wanted to see if they oh, would just... Oh, right on. And they pulled it? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Did but they... I, I didn't get one. I was but... going to say, did they ship you one? No, I didn't get one. I don't even... I don't remember. I, I think uh, I think it wasn't even on the website. I think they ended they up taking it, it down. Yeah. But uh, no, shout out to that band, Suffer No Fools. Uh, I just got uh, their flexies in the mail uh, about a week or two ago from Heroes and Martyrs, uh, which 
yeah, nothing we, uh, bad can say about Heroes of Martyrs. Uh, you guys should try to talk to that dude, that's uh, already, Steve, who that's runs already that. In the works. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Love that because uh, every I have ever le- release that he's done so far, and they're all gorgeous. And uh, I mean, the dude put out records on his old label that I grew up with, and it's insane that I get to talk to him every once in a while. Yeah. And he's just a nice guy. Yeah, well, we so, did. Um, shout Dan. out to that big deals. Big deals record is coming out through that. I, I'm sorry, I just want to plug it because oh, uh, I'm very excited for it. I, it's uh, the new big deal record uh, is coming from Heroes and Martyrs soon, and uh, I'm very excited. So yeah, right we did Dan from Coalition. He brought up um, oh, Heroes and Martyrs. Another, you're talking about great people right now. Dan yeah. is an awesome guy. Yeah, we did him a while back, and we've done it. We you know we did a uh, Bill and Joe from Illmatic and stuff too a while back. But sweet, also Dan, great people. Dan brought us up Heroes and Martyrs, and then I've talked to him a handful of times, and um, that, so yeah, it's in the works. And then we got a couple cool. other record labels and stuff. Like we did Upstate Records with Mario and Kim. Oh, uh, fun. I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah, after I have to like, go back and listen to those. After we hit like 50 episodes, I start to kind of blank on like what oh, we I did know. by now, it which all, seems bizarre because I'm like, man, we've only, you know we've been doing this for a year, a little over a year, but I mean we've had dang, congrats, 67 episodes out so far, or 66. Dang, I was two away. I could have been 69. Dang. <laughs> yep. Well, actually, you were going to tell my mom. You'll the be, way it lays out, you might be. You'll be either oh 68 God. or 69 because we got. I, I think he'll be 69 if we do the. I'll um yeah I'll cut this out of the the actual final. Oh, yeah. So we have um, we got one of our friends coming out tomorrow, and then we have Dwid from Integrity coming out the following oh, wow. week, and then I got Dang, we you got, can bring up uh you can bring up that Integrity put on Matrix. <laughs> oh, they true. did. I didn't that know that. True. Yeah, they yeah did. they did. That seems like a, a red one. I forgot about that. That seems like a move he would do, right? Yeah, I met him. Man, that's you, awesome. you I might met him be at either, that show, and that's how he hooked that up. You might be sixty-eight or sixty-nine. Either one, I'm. I either one, I'm floored to be. <laughs> no, it's just funny that you so mentioned that. I think he will be. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> but anyways, uh, going back to like what we were on. So yeah, we've. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I like to get in touch with labels and you know people that are by themselves you know or like with a collaborative of people doing this sort of labor of love type of thing where they're taking the time to put out what they enjoy like you know they were doing it to try to help get the word out there and that's like why we started this whole podcast in general is like we're always at the record store bullshitting about this sort of thing and um we were like, you know, why don't we just record this shit and start bringing light to artists and to people that we feel don't you know get credited often enough i love that no that's that's awesome and it's real you know what i mean like it's like you said like it's just conversations that you'd be having anyway and like that's why it's important yeah and actually now that i think about it i don't have to cut out the duet and all that stuff because it'll already have been out so yeah (laughs) there you go there's a spoiler on top of a spoiler (laughs) dude but I don't I think, know how, I, like, I am not following All Out War or Integrity very well. This is, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> it's, um, the, like, the thing that you said about, you know, the internet. So we came up in an age where you met people face-to-face, you know. But Absolutely. that being said. Finding whose bikes are at whose house. Right. But that being said, <laughs> That's exactly I right, love yeah. that we get, like, I don't think, 
we would have ever talked to you if it wasn't for the internet. You yeah. know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. It's, it's, it's like, you know, it's, um, there's, there's pluses and minuses. That's a, and I want to say, um, plus minus records. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Anybody has a fucking earth mover 10 inch laying around. They yeah. don't want call Love this it. guy. Yeah. Right. I'll take a clue. Uh, also, did you, you guys heard that earth movers doing a reunion show? They're I doing did. that black Christmas. I did. Sweet. You guys should come down. Last time I seen Earth Mover was Motor City Fest 2016, I want to say. At uh, Critter from Annie Ups Fest. It was on his birthday every year. Yeah, yeah. they just, uh, did you see that shit that um, Enzo posted uh, no. about like. I was at the they, Cold as Life All Out War. Yeah, they posted this flyer and then somebody was like, oh, I love it. I wish this show would happen. And then he's like, it, it might. might. Yeah. Oh, well, when I right. seen when I seen that come up, uh, like obviously it's an older style flyer, so mm-hmm. I was like, no, it's a past show. And but Blood then I was Blood's like, not gonna play. I was kind of reading it, and I'm yeah, like, no, they're not. <laughs> I was about a minute away from messaging you, like, dude, uh-huh. we need to go to this, and uh-huh. I'm like, wait a minute, that was like years ago. Yeah, no, but that Black Christmas sounds. That's the last time I saw Earth Mover was a reunion show around that time. Yeah. I've been yeah. to a few of the Black Christmas and the Blackout Barbecue, and um, trying to think of. There's a bunch of Black This or That events that have taken yeah. place. In right, right. <laughs> oh, that's a yeah, yeah, for real, right? That's but, a definitely yeah. um, a possibility. I want to look into that shit. That's yeah, no, good, you guys should come down. Good, yeah. I believe it's at the December 30th. I think uh, I believe it's at the Magic Stick, uh, which is closer than the Sanctuary to my apartment. So if you guys come down, like I said. Get some food or something. Fucking A, bro. Yeah, for sure. We will definitely get in contact with you about that. Um, so aside from top floor tapes and stuff, like what else are yeah. you just into in general? I mean, obviously you're into music, movies, et cetera. Like, yeah. What kind of movies and stuff are you into? What kind of, did you say movies? Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah. I uh, just, uh, you know, horror movies in general, but all movies in general. Like I love all movies. Like I love stories. I love the art of filmmaking, mm-hmm. um, all of that. But horror movies, just because I think like I hit, 13 and then just never grew up you know like it's just like i love horror movies i I like hardcore and like still love pizza like it's great (laughs) i ate pizza for breakfast this morning (laughs) i love that see we are the same people no no, like it's uh i i I don't know. I watch a lot of horror movies. I have that's predominantly my collection is all horror movies. I used to joke around with my friends and be like, "Yo, if you ever go to a horror movie trivia at a bar, like I'm guaranteeing you first or second place, 100%. So find a bar that has horror movie trivia, find out whatever prizes you want, bring me and I'll go." Because yeah, um, I, I used to hilarious. just eat trivia and like movie trivia up and just like knowing all about it and being like trying to be an encyclopedia of just knowing everything but then at the same time like after years and years of doing that like it gets annoying sometimes because then we do the same shit with movies and music like i know exactly where you're coming from and i've had my fucking old lady she was playing some fucking trivia and texted me what was the name of Michael Myers' city? Like, shit like that, dude. I'd just be like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Field, 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 yeah. Send yeah. it, like, you know, shit's hilarious. No, it's great. Um, I, it's just fun. And, like, I've never been, like, very athletic. Like, uh, I think, like, in middle school, I tried to do sports or whatever, and mm-hmm. I wasn't really 
the best at it. You know, uh, I skateboarded after that for a long time in my life. I still try to skateboard here and there, but I'm old and I don't have the time, which is stupid to say, but whatever. But oh, dude, uh, fucking, I think you like feel that shit now, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, like it, 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 same with like going to shows where it's just like, you know, like, you dance around and you mosh around for a little bit and uh it used to be all night every band i know now it's dude. like i got i got a song in me maybe i got a song yeah. then i'm gonna miss the next band and then i'm gonna if they play this song maybe i'll go nuts you know it's like yeah it's, it's weird, like oh but... you got anything left in the tank it's like dude i barely <laughs> had like... anything to start with oh you're talking about when jeff uh yeah. Cole's life said that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like man he said that it was really funny. He said that, and I was like, "Man, oh, I think yeah, it was the first band I I moved around to was like Never Ending Game because they played early that day, uh-huh. and I I think I was done after that. I think I just kind of I hung out up front like D Block and kind of sang along and moved around a little bit, but for the most yeah. part, it was just like, Ugh. yeah. On a side note, I was really surprised oh. Never Ending Game played that early. Uh, from my understanding, they had a like come a, a couple of the members had a wedding they had to go oh, to. Oh, okay. Because I I didn't know if that was like a, I don't know. I just was like, damn, that band should have been like way higher up. But that makes sense. Sure. Now. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Uh, from my understanding, uh, what I heard through the grapevine was just like a couple of the guys had a wedding to go to, and so uh, they swapped places with makes somebody. Sense. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, it makes a lot of sense now, actually. But no, I only right, right. I only danced around a little bit to fucking Shattered Realm and great band. Yeah, dude, and it's just like and to see fucking Joe Hardcore up there fucking talking shit and uh, yeah, he's a yeah. fucking funny motherfucker too to me. I'll tell I'll tell you a funny story uh, about Joe Hardcore and uh, I I haven't talked to him. I don't I don't I don't, I, don't, I Never met him. Well, I met him once, but that was back in like 2005, probably. Right, right. But uh, at the coldest life show, I kept talking to my friends. And I'm like, ah, should I go up to him and talk to him about this? You know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But uh, and I chose not to. But uh, back in like uh, it was 2005 because 2004 I went to the Hellfest in yeah. New Jersey, and uh, 2005 my one friend who couldn't uh, he couldn't tag along. My friend Mitch, uh, my childhood best friend, sang for this band called Set Sail listen to it on um spotify or whatever they're they were cool kind of like a with honor type band yes kind of like that style but uh in 2005 he was going to hellfest and at that time if you remember like they were making those dvds of hellfest all the time yep and uh so my friend made a t-shirt and it said fuck jimmy glaros which is me on the front in like big ass letters and it had my phone number on the back (laughs) that's awesome yeah so like he was trying to get on stage for every band and yeah. like get on one of the dvds with my phone number and just like had people talk shit to me and whatever because i couldn't come and uh that hellfest uh got canceled uh like days before and so 2005 hellfest didn't happen and so they were already on their way out there and they heard through like the early days of like that internet myspace facebook i don't know what yeah, yeah, year yeah. it was but whatever or, or what was around at that format. time but um yeah whatever format it was but uh they found out that all the bound uh, sorry all the bands were being rerouted to like philly and so like they just drove to philly and caught a ton of great shows you know but uh he was standing in line for one of the shows i think it was at the church in philly and 
apparently Joe Hardcore came up, saw the shirt, and was like, "What's up with that?" And my friend didn't know who Joe was or uh-huh. anything like that, and just and just goes, "Oh, it's this kid in Detroit. He beat the shit out of my little sister." <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so not mean, true, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I'm sitting, so oh, like I'm awesome. sitting eating. It's my birthday because it was in August. It is my birthday, and I was maybe 2005, so I was I think I was turning 18, 17 or 18. And I got a phone call. I was eating dinner with my parents. Like, I remember this so funny. Uh, I got a phone call, 215 area code. And I was like, all right, that's Philly. I know it's Philly. So the phone calls are starting. Okay, cool. And so I, I answer the phone and it's just Joe Hardcore. And he's just like, yo, motherfucker, you know who this is? Joe Hardcore, FSU, Shattered Round. Like, I heard you like to beat up little girls, you fucking piece of shit. And like, I'm like, what are you talking about? I had no idea what he was talking about. And I'm like, terrified. I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. And he's like, we're coming. We're coming. Shattered Round's coming, uh, coming to Detroit soon. Don't even think about going to Alvin's and seeing us with hoods because we're going to fuck you up if we find Holy out you're there. Holy fuck. And I'm just like, dude, what? So, like, it was so, like, terrifying as like a you know younger me and like being like oh dude they're gonna like find me on the internet and like find out what i look like i'm never gonna be able to go yeah you're like, dude, it's just like dumb shit you know? out outside but uh house. so like while he's talking to me i'm getting all these other 215 area codes like coming in on call waiting and i'm not gonna be like hold on joe i have another call <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. talk about beating my and ass so I- in a second right yeah right yeah yeah like, hold on one second we'll get back to that uh no uh so uh it's just a bunch of voicemails from like fsu dudes like threatening me and like making fun of me and stuff and uh i remember i got off the phone with joe and i immediately called my friend mitch and i just go what the fuck did you do and he just started laughing uncontrollably and he was just like dude everyone's making fun of you this is hilarious and i'm like what did you tell him it's a joke like what like (laughs) like tell him and he was like no, it's fine. <laughs> like, whatever. It's like, at fine. least that's how I remember. I remember, like, he just never said anything, and they just forever thought I was this dude. And it kind of was like, ah. So that's why I'm, like, nervous about being like, hey, do you remember that? Dude, I think he would laugh me? his fucking ass off, man. I think he would, too. And, like, but it's, like, one of those things where I'm like, I don't know. That's pretty he funny, think- though, man. <laughs> Like, don't yeah. so fucking, I thought it was funny. Blah, 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 don't go to that fucking show, man. I'm gonna... yeah, it just yeah. sounds so fucking funny. Yeah. And it's so like 2005. Like, it's so that era. Oh, like, it just, it's so funny to me. Oh, but, fuck. I don't know. Good Maybe he'll hear this and I'll, uh, I'll bring it up to him. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Are you guys like, did that ever get resolved? Oh, no. I, I like, I've never talked to the guy. Oh, I've never, I wonder if he like yeah. still thinks. I've seen like, Shattered Realm since then. Yeah, like I, I, I'm sure it's like not even a thought in his mind because like whatever. But well, yeah, he, he never saw your face anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, right. that's right. Okay, I was just right. wondering like so, still they're like we're holding a fucking grudge against. Oh this yeah, Jimmy that would have been funny <laughs> though if he would have been like yeah fucking if anybody knows this Jimmy motherfucker. <laughs> oh man, like years that later. Would've... That would have been yeah, weird. That would have been, been like weird, man. <laughs> He's got like a banner. I've been looking for this guy for years. There's a wanted yeah. banner behind oh, him. Yeah. No, it's going to bite me in the foot, shows. dude. So oh, if fuck. you start seeing. Never mind. I don't know. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely, dude. It's great. I love Shattered Realm, and uh, that, that in no way was supposed to be like a negative thing or anything. I just thought it was very funny because my friend lied to him and just. No, like, that is a fucking great story, dude. Uh, that's a total yeah. uh, 
That's a friend move for yep. sure. <laughs> right, right. Isn't that like that's like that's what I tell people now? Because like some people are like, "Whoa, that's fucked up." Blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. "No, you just don't understand friends. Like that's it. You yeah, just don't exactly. understand. Like you do dumb shit to like make your friend feel weird." It's like an extreme version of writing your number on the bathroom stall. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, like dude. Actually, yeah. you're right. It's the same like for thing. For a yeah. good time. Yeah. This man punched my sister in the face. Call him. Right. Call him. Yeah. Tell him how much he sucks. Yeah. Like, gee, and it was my birthday. Like, it's oh, just wow, yeah. It's just, that's the fucking cherry on the cake there, dude. Right. Um, I did make it. But no. Good times. Cakes times. Uh, Do they? Okay. Depending on the cake. <laughs> depending <laughs> on the, the wedding cake. I've never been, uh, I've never been married. Me neither. Nice. I don't plan on it. Nice. I've been to more divorce nice. parties than actual weddings, to be and honest. And I'm still with you. my baby That's mama. So funny. You know? <laughs> there you go. There you so go. It's, it works. All right. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, I got married once and uh, got divorced. And now I'm like, I don't really see the point to getting married. If you find the one, find the one, man. But, like, yeah, I don't think you really need I the mean, tax reduction. Yeah, I don't know. I always say the same thing. You're marrying the state. You're not marrying the person. Exactly. Right. Because it's not like you're marrying for Jeebus. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like, unless you're real religious, then I guess. Like, you're like, I finally can take this motherfucking chastity belt off. But other than that, I don't really see the point. <laughs> if you can find yeah. me a girl with a chastity belt on, at, like, in, like, not married over the age of fucking 20. I'll give you fucking ten grand right now. It's not a very common thing, but I guess if you went to <laughs> if you went to Utah, maybe. Oh, maybe. But anyways, you we're like we're belt, s- all I can think about is Robin Hood men tights. Yeah, we're, <laughs> uh, we're so far removed from topic right now. Yeah. People are gonna be listening. Yeah, to this. like what the fuck are you guys even talking about? I thought this was about tapes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's what makes Sorry. it. If Joe Rogan can spit out four hours of nonsense, yeah. we can do an hour and a right. half. Yeah. Um, but no, anyways, man, uh, I wanted to get back to movies really quick because I had a question earlier absolutely. that I didn't get to ask. Um, since absolutely. You, you collect laser discs and uh, all sorts yeah. of movies. Do you collect or know what a video disc is? It looks like a giant floppy a disc. Floppy disc? disc? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. CED disc, I think. Is I might have called? one. I'm not sure. I think they say video disc on them, but I've never, I can never remember the actual name for it. But like you put it in the so player I, and then pull it out and it leaves like a record in there or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I might have, I think I have a copy of John Carpenter's The Thing on that format, but I'm not sure. I'd have to look through my stuff. But uh, I have seen those. I don't have a player. I don't know anybody who has a player or anything like that. If anything, I've seen them mostly just be used as like wall decoration. Yeah. Uh, we actually have two or three of the players here, but I do not know if they work. <laughs> All right. Well, if I find out I still have this thing on it, maybe I'll hit you up for that player and we can <laughs> yeah. come down and have a viewing party. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch there was the a, thing anytime, dude. There was a store I was it's in. the best movie. In, um... <laughs> was it it's like grand haven ish area corner record store and when they went to the new location i didn't see it there anymore but at their old location they had a rack that was like i don't know six or seven bins and i thought originally they were movie soundtracks because you look over there and like you see alien and um like just random shit like that terminator 
And I'm like, oh, cool movie soundtracks. And I'm walking over there, and I'm like, these are movie soundtracks. Those are those fucking one random disc things. But they had like, it was the only store I've ever seen that had a whole section of them. And I'm like, damn. I'm, so I'm talking to the guy. I'm like, do these things actually sell? Or like, or is this kind of like, where the fuck did you even get these all? Yeah. Right. And right. they're like, yeah, but it's mostly people, like you said, buying them for wall decorations because they are cool, like to look at. They are but... cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I saw, I went to a bar, I think it was in Kansas City. I, I don't know. But I went to a bar and the whole bathroom was like flyered with them, and I thought that was really cool. That is a good idea. Um, yeah, but, I don't know about a bathroom. Yeah, but like, yeah, that is a random. Right, like the bathroom was a little weird, but I mean, it was a bar. Probably so didn't whatever, have anywhere but... else to put it, because <laughs> they, you know, on the bar floor, they probably get smashed up or something. True. Or if they're on the wall yeah. or whatever, but it's like, it's kind of like. Uh, I don't know if the is the rockery still open in Wyandotte. I haven't been there in forever. Rockery, uh, I don't think it's still open. Okay, well, they... I actually think I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive that. Oh wait, no, the I know people... they're not. It's uh. Yeah, no, they closed because they opened Parks and Labor. Yeah, now. that's right. We talked to Parks Bill and Labor in Melvindale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I just went to a show. Dead Hang played there the other night with uh Il. Uh, yeah, I wanted to go to that show. I mean, there's a lot of shows and, uh, we want to go to, but, you know, it's like... Yeah. Yeah, whereas it's a four-hour commute for yeah. us versus a 40-minute drive for most people. 100%. Yeah. But the yeah. Rockery, that was a lot uh, of fun. I've been there. I had a fucking uh, a Fruity Pebble grilled cheese there, and whoo! I got to watch... <laughs> I watched, like, St. Thomas Boys Academy and Gutter Girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, that band's sick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a fun I time. I think I used to work with one of the guys from that band. I'm not sure. I never got to meet any of the guys, um, but I did see him okay. play two or three times because there was, like, when That's Gutter great. Ghouls were playing regularly, like, I was going down there all the time for shows because I would just stay at Bill's house. And, um, Sweet. I'd just crash there and then go to the show and then go hang out after or go to... Brandon, the singer from the band who owns Hardline Tattoo, like I'd go hang out at his house and stuff. Sweet. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, they're all really good dudes. And uh, it was a lot of fun, but I just, I forgot about the rockery. And then when you said that in the bathroom, it made me think of their like sticker slapped bathroom, which is common. Yeah. Yeah. Dive bars, yeah, but... yeah. No, the rockery was a cool place. My, uh, my friend Ashley used to do um, emo nights there, and then like all the money they make, they would give to like a sh- like a no kill shelter or something like that. Oh, right, Aaron. They're like different, different, different charities or whatnot, but they were always a really good time. So the Rockery was an awesome place. I've been to one of those actually. Now that I think about it, before I for uh, forget again, um, Jimmy, top floor tape. Since it yeah. just since you just started, and we happened to get you like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to do like a follow up fucking interview from time to time as you fucking grow. Anytime. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, anytime. I like you guys. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you guys anytime. I, yeah, I actually thinking. didn't even realize we're already at like an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. Dude. Man, time flies. <laughs> it's time fucking, flies. Yeah, my fucking old lady was like, how long are you going to be? And I'm like, dude, you know how it is. You can't if rush you click perfection. With, yeah, if you click with some people, <laughs> you're going to talk forever, you know? Yeah. And I right. would rather no, than absolutely. fucking... But yeah, I want to, like, before we start wrapping up things here, so, like, uh, I'm pretty sure, you said you listened to Suffer No Fools episodes, so you probably heard us ask, you probably heard us ask this question, 
Um, and actually, we might not have on there because I remember there being something that kind of gave it away. But anyways, uh, we always ask people this. Uh, what is something that you listen to that people would not expect you to listen to? Ooh, okay. Um, uh, see, that's I'm a little all over the board. So, like, uh, that's why we I'll just start listing. Yeah, I'll, uh, you know, think about it like this. You're, you're running, you're yeah. running a, a hardcore label. So most people sure. are going to look at you and assume you're into fucking quote unquote just heavy only music. hardcore. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, they do it to us. All uh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, one of my favorite bands is the Cranberries. I mean, but yeah, there we that kind of still, yeah. you know, that kind of still falls, yeah, you know, kind of the heavier, heavier side. I mean, Pray for Cleansing yeah, did that I was awesome just gonna Cranberries say, cover. Yeah. But, uh, you know. I like all music. I like hip hop, dude. I like it all. I like, I love I listen to a lot of hip hop, a lot of uh you know, punk, ska. There's a really cool ska band coming out. Uh I mean, they've been around for a, about a year or two, I believe, but The Boy Detective, if you haven't listened to them, uh it gives you that Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack vibes. Oh, nice. Um, That's the perfect yeah, way yeah, to describe a ska band. Yeah, right. Yeah, like they have horns, like they're not a ska band without horns. They have horns. Um uh, shout out to Jared and my buddy who plays horns in that band. But uh, Does the bass Boy Detective player is really cool. wear a Hawaiian shirt or no? Because you know, yeah, uh, he does. He does wear Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you called gonna, it. I was gonna say you can't have a ska band without one dude in a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no, but uh, no, they're sick. Um, we should hit those. But up. hit them up. Yeah, no, hit up Boy Detective. They're really cool. But uh, I think they played a show last night. I think they're from like the Ypsilanti area, like okay. Ann Arbor-ish area. So surrounding cities over Ann Arbor. But they're really cool. Uh, I think normal. I mean, but this, see, this is all just like heavy rock music at this point. But like normal, normal put out the best record a couple years ago. Lemon Eyes, I think, is one of my favorite records ever written. Uh, I love Normal. Uh, now I'm just shouting out friends bands. Let's see. It's um, all good. Dude. No, that's uh, that's why we asked you because we always have no. a list of shit to write down and check yeah. out after talking to people, which I love because it gives us other rabbit holes to dive into. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, oh, man. But for hip hop like stuff, the... I wanted to ask: Do you listen to like uh, you know a lot of people are? strictly 90s or something like that like is there is there newer okay. artists that you're into hip-hop wise and not just mainstream artists like you know independent ones underground ones are you, are you talking about like that are relevant like currently or just relevant to I'm you sorry. they don't have to be relevant oh relative to me yeah no yeah. relevant to me uh sean price uh helter skelter yep. um I have a sean uh, price you know books, obviously yeah. like mf doom stuff but uh aesop rock I love Aesop Rock. Uh, oh, his fucking say whatever new you want, but sounds fucking dope. Uh, do I think I haven't listened to the new record yet, like, and I, no, I, I, I need like to, but I haven't set aside the time. The singles, I think there's three singles out. Yeah, it comes out okay. either next week or the following week. I yeah. can't remember oh, cool. the release date. I'm, fucking, right. I'm excited for that. I think Aesop Rock is like I kind of got shook the... because you you were like, oh yeah, the new record. And I was like, oh my god, is it out? Did I not? <laughs> did I miss it? Just like, the what? <laughs> I think he's one of the most like lyrically diverse rappers out there though. No, absolutely. Like if you're if you're going by like the choice of his vocabulary, absolutely there's no one that tops him. Yeah, like I wanna interview him to ask him one question only, and that would be how in the fuck do you write a song? Yeah, right. Because like when you read that stuff, you're like 
I don't even know how you put that together. Like, how does this go with that? And this comes to that. And somehow it comes full circle at the end of the song. And you're just like, it all makes sense, but it didn't make sense. But then like the more you listen to it, the more you unfold. And it's just, uh, it's an amazing thing. Cause you're like, I don't know. This guy's brain is like a fucking anomaly to me. (laughs) I can't remember exactly, but it was either a comment on like a Facebook or some, you know, message board or an interview or something. But I remember for some reason it's embedded in my brain. Cause I've told people about this all the time. I remember seeing something where there was someone on the internet talking shit about Aesop rock and being like, um, none of his songs make sense. He's just picking random words out the dictionary and rhyming them. Yeah. Uh, and then like the response was from Aesop rock and it just said, read a fucking book, or something <laughs> like that, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, dude, there's a, I don't know. There's a lot of simpletons out there that, you well, know, I mean, like Dr. Every... Seuss is as far as they go in rhyming, you know? Yeah. Sure. But at the same time, like, I mean, to be fair, like Aesop Rock is next level. Like, I'll read it and still have no idea what he's talking no, about. No, yeah. For, that's what I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like straight up art. Yeah. I've had records where right. I've listened to it a million times and then it'll be years later and you're like, oh my God, I just noticed it. this all makes sense. Which now. is it's why like I all fucking folds, love this It shit. all unfolds and makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I don't know. Hip hop's fun, dude. I like I like hip hop, and I need to find newer newer stuff. But like, because I think I am kind of stuck in my ways of like that boom bap era yeah. of whatever. Well, if you like and the that... boom bap era, there's a lot of like revitalization of that out right now. Like, I'm sure you've like... listened to like Benny the Butcher and that sort of thing. Yeah, like Griselda stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and then like Rome Streets is another big one. Ty Ferris, who I mentioned earlier. Um... Yeah, I could uh, uh, if you want. I a can new record, a whole list of shit. Because I'm. Oh, I would love it. Yeah, I'm no, please, I would love stuff. that. Um, a new record, hip hop was. I, it came out earlier this year, I believe. But that Coast Contra record was really good. Um, Coast Contra, they're from Philly. It's like four or five dudes. Oh, but, yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, there's now. a lot of like on Instagram. There's a lot of like reels or whatever. Uh, clips of them like freestyling together because like they're just they are very entertaining to watch Uh like they are they are performers you know what i mean they're very talented i believe they're out of philly yeah got it i think they have an album i think the album's like apartment 305 or something like that or maybe that's my apartment number i don't know but three (laughs) something like that (laughs) that's the waldorf suite oh shit no but check that record out it's a lot of fun yeah i'll definitely check that out I know who you're talking about now that you said it was like three or four dudes or four or five dudes. Yeah. I remember seeing yeah. a reel of them just pop up randomly as like a suggested for you type of thing. Yeah. Um, it's cool. I, I like it. And I also like, um, cause one of the dudes, uh, he'll go back and forth between rapping in English and Spanish. And I really like the bilingual, like part of it. Like, I really like that. Like, it's just, it's cool to me. Uh, similar to like, uh, There's I a believe guy it was named, the pain uh, of truth. Crime and a truth record, like someone, someone be screaming his head off in Spanish yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, awesome. Yeah. Like yeah, I just, yeah, I dig yeah. that. I think it's cool. I, yeah, always, I like it. Too. I always liked that. Like every Madball record had like one Spanish song, and then sometimes right, they right, were yeah. like songs already done in English and shit. So you could like, I mean, I picked up on a couple words that way anyway. Sure, it's about as far as. But I just, I, I love it. I think it's cool. I uh, definitely, but, yeah. 
<laughs> There's a dude named Crime Apple that uh, I think he's from like Barcelona. Crime Apple? Yeah, Barcelona or some shit. But he's bilingual like that. Like he'll do Spanish and then just normal English. But he's a re- he puts out a ton of stuff. Like I can't even keep up with yeah. his stuff. I like I maybe listen to a That's quarter wild. of it. That's another thing, man. Keeping up with stuff is hard. Like I imagine, like even being in a record store would be like super hard to keep up, right? I mean, like it's oh yeah, it's a, there's so much stuff coming out. It's a full time job because you got to do it across all genres, not just what you like, and then you got to find stuff that you don't even like or care to listen to, but figure out if it's like something that's gonna sell in the store. Because you know, like it or not, like I sell Taylor Swift. Like I I got fucking kids sure. to feed and bills to pay. Like I'm here to make money. Absolutely. Too. Um, so I gotta like find what's the, what's the hot shit at the moment just to, you know, keep the shelves stocked for the people that want that because, you know, I'm not judging people's music tastes like up to whatever you want to buy. Like I'll try to have it here. Like I'm here for you to come in and pick up your shit. Not here to be like, fuck you. Get out of here. That sucks. We don't want to listen to the Eagles motherfucker. Go get out. That would be what is that, uh, Jack Black from High, yeah, high Fidelity? High Fidelity? Yeah. yeah, where he's just like, oh, no, she doesn't want that. Goodbye. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, we'd actually like to sell some records today. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that movie's, that movie's right on point with, like, Fuck, the antics yeah. that go on in a record store because all of that shit happens on a day-to-day. Yeah. Yeah, and then at the end of the movie, doesn't he, he starts a label, too. Yep. Right? Yeah, so uh, um, top five, top, top shelf, something like is, that. It's either top shelf or top five. It's top five records. That's what it was. Cause it's he top had, five because the whole the, the, the whole line through the movie, right? Yeah. Is yeah. top five A sides or B side number ones or something like that. Yeah, we did an episode that mimicked that at one point. Okay. Yeah. Except we had to change top five A sides or top five B sides to uh, top five live records. I think we changed it to because B sides was just such a pain in the ass yeah. to do. Like I was like. <laughs> Man, I feel like I'm, because there's so you many really good records, research. you're like feeling like you're dismissing the whole other half of the album, right. but you're not. So I don't know. I just, right. I was like, I feel like Alive would be easier than doing B-sides. Yeah. But anyways, man, um, we're coming up on like a, I don't know, hour, 40 minutes here. So I don't want to keep cool. you all day and I got shit to do. So I'm sure no, you absolutely do as no. well. But um, I, uh. We appreciate, I appreciate you. you guys having me on. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah dude. We you appreciate off. you, man. <laughs> uh, thank you for taking the time to jump on, and like uh, we all wish you the best with uh, top floor tapes. And thanks. Bro. Look forward to all the releases, and we'll definitely be in contact with you uh, about the episode yeah. and release date and all that stuff. And I'll be working out some promo artwork and shit like that. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Hit no, us, awesome. Hit us up on our fucking uh, our normal fucking Instagrams and shit. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, um, and then I just followed you on my yeah. personal a little bit ago, and then cool, cool. And I will. Uh, I'll try to follow you guys on my my, yeah. my personal one. Um, I, I run the stories yeah, no, Instagram, no. the podcast Instagram, and my own. So sometimes I like mix up Sweet. messages in between them, and I'm like, oh yeah, I was talking I do it to all this the guy there, yeah. and I forgot about this guy here, and yeah, so yeah, it gets blended no, it's together good. sometimes. Right on, right on. Oh, I love it. I love that. Um. Uh, but, but before uh, yeah, we no, do uh, sign off, do you want to go ahead and plug your social media stuff one more time? Yeah, and, uh... no, absolutely. Um, once again, I appreciate you guys reaching out and uh, having me on. Love it. Uh, you can get a tape at topfloortapes.bigcartel.com, at topfloortapes on Instagram. Uh, if you see me at a show, come say what up. Come say hi. I'll try to give you a sticker. Just say what up. 
do yourself a favor. Listen to Terra Zone Podcast. Listen to DHC, uh, Detroit Head Check Podcast. Get your shirts printed at Edgeman Printing. Check out D-Block. Check out Normal. Check out Big Deal. Check out Suffer No Fools. Just every Detroit hardcore band. Bitter Truth from Grand Rapids. Luck Runs Out. Annie Up. Dead Hang. Check them all out, dude. Like, Just spread the love and uh, put Michigan on the map. Yeah, and we'll have links to all your uh, stuff in the episode description and stuff, just so people, uh, you know, you lazy motherfuckers can just go click it. And be right, <laughs> right. There. Yeah, no, uh, please, please do. And I've I've left out too many people. RehabTheCity.com, check that out. That's my boy doing things. I I don't know. I had an idea. I was gonna shout out literally like for twenty minutes, but I'm <laughs> uh, I'm done at the moment. But just support your local record stores. Support. You know, anyone doing something independently, yeah, support it. Definitely. Yeah, and that comes from us, too. Definitely. We love all the support and everything that we get. Yeah, but yeah man. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, we'll be in contact soon. You enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Awesome. No, thank you, guys. And thanks for reminding me it's Sunday. I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, dude. It was, uh, it was awesome fucking talking to you, and we'll uh, continue. Absolutely. No, definitely. Uh, I'm glad that I hold the record for letting people know that it's a negative approach design. Uh, but no, talk yeah. to me anytime. Uh, meet up. If you guys come down this way, hit me up. We'll get food or we'll just at least chat or something. But cool. Yeah, we'll definitely be in touch, man. Okay, yeah, dude. Awesome. Take care of yourselves. You too. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye. Peace.